From the front line. It's not going to work, man. From the tailgates. Representing KGYR and its stakeholders. We are the Forum for the Fan. The Bleed Blue Show. Flying solo. Here's your host, Chris. Oh, man. Exactly flying solo, man. The great Azul is here, Carl's here, Worm's here, Lady Blue, and probably a host of other people right after me. Welcome to the Bleed Blue Show, man. It's the week two preview of the undefeated one and one and oh New York Giants for the first time in eons of years. Hey, I'm your professor. What's going on, y'all? Check us out on all the uh all the uh social media, Facebook, Instagram, you know it. If the social media is gonna say Bleed Blue Show, the Bleed Blue Show, Bleed Blue Show, you know how it goes, nine two nine. Four seven seven four one seven one. Azul, what's up, homie? Hey, what's up, man? How you doing? Hey, man. Hey, hey. Well, here we go. Week two. Week two. Week two. Now we we all. You know what's funny? All this, the whole summertime. You, when you're busy with other things, you say, uh, "I wish we had the Giants. I can't wait till the Giants come." And you really, and you then you start swimming, then you go bar hopping, then you go vacationing, then you go, you freaking start cutting grass, whatever it is, and you just never think it'll get here. And here it is already week two, and so you're like, oh man, if it's here, damn, I guess we better. It's time for some football. <laughs> That's what it feels like to me, man. How you been, homie? I've uh, been a little bit better, man. It's just been a lot of shit going on, to be quite honest with you. Um, I did hear the post game. You guys had a lot of fun on there. Uh, good, good. Oh, yeah. Thank you to Randy Bullock for missing that 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 game winning field goal. Um, it was a lot of joy and glee, jubilation. I mean, that's kind of why we're here, you know, do the the post game have an immediate reaction. I love a lot of things that was said. Um, it was a strong second half. As a matter of fact, it's kind of how I envisioned the Giants to be this year was a run down, yeah. run the ball down your throat kind of team. So. I mean, right. that's the kind of the formula I kind of expect anyway, based off the makeup of of the squad. So, yeah. Uh, the quarterback, I have a little bit of issues, but we could get in all, into all that later. Yeah, Let's yeah, bring yeah, everybody yeah, on. Uh, right, I'm going to bring the right. Carolina uh, Panthers perspective as far as how I saw because I watched their game versus the Browns. So, so we'll that, we'll, we'll, that. we'll talk about that. Good. I got, yeah, I'm so glad yeah. you're going to Carolina blue area. But, yeah, who, who's in the house besides – the C notes himself, Carl. What's up, homie? Good evening, gentlemen. Um, I'm not Good totally evening. sure how to feel. Want to know? Like, what does this feeling even look like? Uh, am I? Uh, it's, it's like a foreign feeling. <laughs> it means it means that Brian DeBall is the winningest coach in NFL history right now, based on percentage. <laughs> batting, a, batting a thousand. I think if, if I have this correct, I think. The Giants have won one, their first game only once in the last 10 years before yep. yesterday or before Sunday. Yep. 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 So, you know, it's, um, it is, but I, 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 I'm, I'm, you know, me, I, I'm, I'm one of us, these Sung Zoo type of people, man. I'm looking at the forward oh, yeah. aspect of it and we're going to swing into that. We're going to swing into that, but yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, we'll get into that. Because, I will say this about that, Carl. Oh, no doubt. We'll, we'll get into that. that on a oh, oh, no doubt, because there's, when, we, when we get to it, there's, there's a question about something that happened in that game Sunday that I'm – I didn't hear the post-game show because I, I haven't – I've been behind and catching up on work and a lot of stuff, but there's going to be a question that I want to pose based on the result that happened. So um, let's, we'll wait. We'll, we'll table it for a little bit. Okay, let's do that. Lady Blue. Well, hello, my Bleed Blue family. How is everyone this evening on this Friday Eve? Friday Eve? We... <laughs> Friday Eve close. sounds so much better than Boring Thursday, so I always say Friday Eve. Yeah, that's true. Thursday is the stepchild of all seven. It really is. It gets no respect. No one plans for it. No one parties there. Yeah, you're right about that. Oh. You're right about that. So, so yes. yes. How happy are you to be here with my family. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Well, that's what we are. This, this is one big. Oh, we look the cats on on this particular show right now that are on the air will tell you what a sea of blue feels like, and I'm pretty sure you do too. 
Family it is. Family it is. Thank you, Lady Blue. Be right back. Worms in the house. What's what up, up? Worm? You. You I'm are what's kinda, up. How you feeling, man? I, I'm kind of still in a state of shock. I was waiting for the Giants to really totally fuck up on Sunday. It really was. <laughs> I, I'm sitting there. I'm looking at my wife. She's looking at me, and we're like, wait a minute. Did that just? They don't suck up. I'm like, did that just happen? <laughs> They didn't fuck up. They didn't fuck as bad as I thought they were going to. I'm like, wow. They even blew the home open. Hit that. Yes, even if he had hit that that that, that, that field goal, they would have still came out looking what I consider decent for for week one. So. I, I, I'm gonna. I, I am gonna say this. If this was years past, after they scored that two point conversion. Tennessee mm-hmm. would have marched right down that field and scored a touchdown, and, and we would have lost with, like, three seconds on the clock. Um, yeah. I'm Feels just, like a different I'm really, yeah, I'm pleasantly surprised and still in a state of shock. Good. Good. And I, 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 you, you're going to be on the air. We're going to give you plenty of time to express that. Man. So we'll be Got right it. back. I'm trying to. Alrighty. Okay, here's Here's a new number for me. Here's a new number for me. Okay, hold on. And remember, everybody, remember, remember to mute your, mute your mics when you're, uh, when you're not speaking. Okay, here's a new number for me. Uh, 315, how you doing? Who's this? It's Chandler. I'm just calling because, you know, I'm, I'm happy that there's at least one football team in the tri-state area <laughs> that looks like it may have an actual season because you guys know I'm not a Giants fan. <laughs> Oh, man, don't give up hope yet. That was week one, man. That was <laughs> we got we got another chance to screw the pooch, you know? Are you or did they do? I should say, but I don't know. Um, hey, look, man. Again, hey, hope springs eternal. My my grandmother used to always say so. <laughs> hey, plus, plus Saquon won me a hundred dollars, so I'm all in on the Giants oh. now. Okay, so you buying the beer? Okay, well, let me mark that down, Channel. Miami Channel will be buying all the drinks at the first round. Okay, got it. Got it. <laughs> okay. Let's rock and roll, y'all. Nine two nine four seven seven four one seven one. So we came off a twenty one twenty victory on opening on week week one over the Tennessee Titans. And now we're looking at week two at home versus the Carolina Panthers. Okay, who were oh and one. And they looked like um I don't know what you want to – I don't even know how to describe it. They came out – I don't know if it was the – you know what, Azul? I'm not sure if the Carolina Panthers came out sluggish or Peyton's – I mean, not Peyton. Get ready to call him Peyton. Look at at me. I'm so sorry. Baker's um, body language pretty much dictated the momentum of the first half, if you want to call it that. Okay. Because they didn't wake up until the second half anyway on that team. He couldn't drag them over the, the, the finish line against the Browns. And we're fresh off our upset win, and we're feeling pretty good and optimistic despite a few question marks. Thibodeau is a game-time decision. I don't know what happened to Wondell Robinson. I don't know what's going on with that situation at all. But I'm also concerned, pretty concerned, about Aaron Robinson. Um not playing. Uh, from a Giants perspective, I'm not really ready for let me look. Cordell Float, uh Fabian Moreau, or none of these other names that I'm not even going to mention because I can't see them actually doing anything in this game. So I don't know. So that's where we are right now. We got despite the records and and uh, the betting line of this game, of which right now, as we speak, Carolina looks like they're they're due to win by a field goal, according to these so-called experts in Vegas. I'm looking at this and I'm saying, okay, what can we expect? I think my question to you, Azul, is Carolina. Okay, they don't want to come out sluggish like this again. And there's some key matchups here, like that Panthers um, defensive front. And, you know, Icky, um, 
I don't know if, see again, I don't know if Thibodeau's playing, so, but I was going to look at, look at the, the, um, the, the matchup between Thibodeau and him. Icky, I can't never say his last name, the left tackle that he picked up in the first round. So I want to know what you're looking at from a Panthers perspective. What kind of, what kind of matchup is possible you get, are you looking at between their, their wide receivers and our secondary and whatever other thoughts you may have, sir? And before I say right, before so you come on, let me remind everybody nine two nine four seven seven four one seven one. Okay. So, so what I, the way I looked at that game they have versus the Browns, uh, they look real sluggish. They looked off. Uh, Cleveland pretty much dominated that game. Uh, put the the final score to bed or whatever. Cleveland was controlled that game. Uh, Cleveland made I'm not Cleveland. Carolina made a late run in the fourth quarter. They were down twenty to seven. Cleveland controlled the clock like two thirds of the game. They Nick Chubb ran the ball down their throats all game long. And I, I mean that was pretty much the game. And they, Cleveland made it a very boring game. They rattled um, uh, Baker Mayfield. They didn't. They got uh, Robbie. Uh, what's his name? Uh, the former Jet wide receiver. He he got behind the one time for a touchdown, but they kept DJ Moore in check. But also, yeah. I actually am concerned, and this is the question for everybody, you know, starting with Carl when we get to him, defend the Christian uh, McCaffrey because he didn't have a good game at all. They, oh. the, the, the Browns shut him down, man. They He only yeah. had like 10 carries for 33 yards, even though he had a touchdown, four recessions for 24 yards. For the Christian McCaffrey standards, that is kind of subpar. So you kind of usually with cats in the NFL, if they have a bad game, especially pro bowl type of players, level players, they're going to want to come back and, and have a nice bounce back. So my question, you know, defending – Christian McCaffrey after a subpar performance, and also what the Browns really did was uh, they they defended DJ Moore well. Uh, they even though they let uh, Robbie Anderson get behind him once, they defended him well. Um, so I think the Giants should do exactly off well, offensively. They should do exactly what they did in Tennessee: run the ball down their throat. I am convinced that this line is only going to get better, and it, Cleveland just. I think the Giants line, in, in many ways, is just as good as Cleveland's. In the, in the Giant game, for what, how I saw it, the line got better as a, especially in the second uh, half, got better as the game went long. You know, there was a lot of continuity. Yes. There was a lot of flow. It felt yes, it like it was natural. And, and Barkley was uh-huh. reading the, the blocks and cuts well. But uh, my question for Carl, um, Christian McCaffrey had a subpar game, and I know he wanted to have a bounce-back game. I don't see – the Carolina offense, wide receivers lighting us up, but what is his thoughts? Let's go to him uh, from a Carolina uh, Panthers perspective. Okay, so I did not get a chance because we were down there in Nashville before the game. Um, so I did not get a chance, and neither did many of us get a chance to see the, the Carolina game on Sunday. I'd have to get a 40-minute cut of the game and kind of evaluate for myself. Um, but the one thing that I would say about McCaffrey is that perhaps this is just a theory that I'm throwing out there. um, He might be reaching the point where there are diminishing returns on running backs. Like if you sort of look at the way his career is trended injury wise, there's a pretty good possibility that him being quote unquote Christian McCaffrey, as you knew him might not be the case anymore. So maybe his performance last week, you know, it was not really much of a fluke. You won't really know this for about another two or three games. So that's something that I'm thinking about. Um, the one thing in terms of stopping their offense, like if you remember last year when the Giants played Carolina, I'm two completely different, you know, kind of rosters this time around, but I'd say about 50% of the roster was there. Carolina could never pass the ball beyond about 15 yards, and Darnold was awful. The upgrade between him and Mayfield, you would believe, is somewhat tangible, you know, between last year and this year. So between him, I think the Giants may be looking at a situation where they try not to let anybody get deep on him. I mean, DJ Moore is a very good receiver. Um, but after that, there really isn't a whole lot going on there. So you would li- you'd likely see a situation where there's a very conservative game plan on their part, which would basically keep the game close. And if the Giants can make a number of third down stops, to sort of get off the field in timely situations, that would be something that would um, sort of aid them in this ballgame. Oh, one update here as I'm looking at the DraftKings Sportsbook. The Giants are minus two favored as we started this conversation tonight. 
since we've spoken, they've gone down to one and a half. So even Vegas thinks that this game is pretty even on both sides um, when you when you look at it. And so that's something that I'm looking for. I don't think Carolina's going to like – you're not going to see a 350-yard total offense performance. I think you're going to see it much, much smaller than that, which will then lead to the game somewhere being around, I would say, 17 to 16 in any direction. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Lady, uh, where are we going? Yes, Lady Blue, same question. Yeah, since I wasn't home on Sunday, I didn't get a chance to watch any of the games, just our games, so I really can't evaluate. I just just know Christian McCaffrey for what he used to do. Like I said, I wasn't able to watch any games on Sunday, which was heartbreaking for me. But but, um, I just hope, you know, because – you know me, I can't stand any of our corners because I think they all suck. And like I said, with Robinson um, being out because he had his appendix removed, so who the hell knows? I mean, we did beat the Panthers last year, 25-3, to so we'll see what happens. I know everybody's got a different team and we got different players, but we are going into this with the feeling of a week one win, which is really weird, I mean, because – we haven't felt like this in years, so hopefully this will extend it. This is their first home game, so maybe the momentum will uh, kick them in the ass and we'll do well. Like I said, I just need I need special teams to tighten up because I really wanted to jump through my phone and kick all their asses for the way they played last week. I mean, special teams disgusted me last week, okay. but... I said, my biggest thing is, you know, this is Coach Dobble's first home de- game debut. I want us to, you know, the offensive line needs to step up, open up more holes for Saquon and everyone else, and wide receivers need to catch the ball. DJ needs to keep the ball in his damn hands and not fumble or throw an interception. But that's a conversation for another week because we've all been kind of up his ass lately. <laughs> all right. Like I said, I just am excited to go into week two 1-0. I mean, like I said, it's been a long time since we've had this feeling, and I just I want to see a really good game gotcha. with no injuries, hopefully. Gotcha. Yeah, so far we've been kind of, kind of, kind of okay in that department, kind of, kind of. All right. Gotcha. Right. Well, they did say that Kayvon has limited practice, so I don't even right. know officially who's out officially out yet. I don't think they posted that yet, but I'll keep looking. Okay, sweet. Nine two nine four seven seven four one seven one Warren. Christian McCaffrey. Uh Steve's question. I mean I really didn't see the Panthers game because where I was at they didn't have it on and I was, you know, driving home. I was watching more of the uh the Sheagles uh below that lead that, that they had against the Lions, which warmed my heart. Um, I have nothing but hatred for that, for that, those people, that city, that town, that stadium, that all, Thank you. That all they have. And I'm like, um, I mean, moving in, into the important game, which is ours, the Giants really should have no problem running the ball right down Carolina's throat. Absolutely. It, it, I agree. I'm I'm expecting a buck twenty five out of Barkley. Really. Um, I would like to see the Giants find a way to get Tooney involved a little bit. Um, defensively, it would be great if we have our two uh, edge guys back for this game. Um, that'll help out if they can keep the pressure on on Baker. Not. Not great when he's got constant pressure on him. Um, I don't know if you want to play more, maybe more of his own, keep everything underneath, um, and then just pay McCaffrey. Uh, gotcha. If the Giants can, I mean, if they can really clean things up, those, those you know, penalties with the defensive holding and the pass interference, you know, they have the game, they get that cleaned up. I don't. I don't think that it's going to be a close game at all. Um, special teams got to get cleaned up. I. I really like the Giants in this game. I, I had us. I figured we would cover last week, but not win. 
this game I had I had us winning outright. Um, I don't think Carolina's the same team from when we played them a year ago and from when we played them in the past. I, I think Matt Rule is very overrated. Um, and I'm happy the Giants didn't spend a lot of money on, on his stupid. You know, I, I, I think I think they'll be all right. Barkley's playing with a chip on his shoulder. If Miss uh, Galladay can uh, get get her uh, stuff together, maybe <laughs> maybe she can catch a couple balls for us. But that's um, the thing. That's the thing that baffles me. One, can I interject? Because I was waiting for somebody to bring that up. And I, and I'll let you go right back because I know people got to fire away. But I heard on the post game, Chris, somebody said I can't remember exactly the stakeholder. Like he had two targets, he caught both of his balls. So what is like? What are we talking about? Like, if you want to get the ball thrown twice and you catch both of your balls, how is it his fault when he? Like, I don't blame him for dropping one of those targets, but you saw Daniel Jones defer to Richie James multiple times, and Richie James did his job. So why is everybody riding Galladay and he caught a hundred percent of his targets? Yeah, I, I, when I when it gets to my point, I, would, I like to ask. I, I, I love it, but it gets worm. I think it's more of a of a trust issue that he has with with Galladay and how bad he's played since he's been a giant. A lot of drops, a lot of not getting separation, and he's checking the ball down to other receivers. And I think he has more confidence. In, in, in okay. Then my argument, you know, my, my pushback, the only pushback I would have to that is he has saw 118-plus targets in two seasons, and Stafford got him the ball. And then you saw when he got the ball to Cooper Cup coming off an ACL injury. So is that more the wide receiver, or is that the gunslinger not being a gunslinger in Daniel Jones? Answer that one, Worm. And then Chandler after you. I mean, I guess you can say more, you know, it's it's just Jones not being a you know a gunslinger. I mean, his first couple seasons, what is he had kid gloves on and the and the staff babied him. But what about Golden Tate? Golden Tate was the number one receiver. Why well, he didn't get the ball? Mm-hmm. I have no idea. Okay, Daniel Jones. Uh, I mean, there's a common denominator in all this shit. Okay. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, why are we blaming? Why, why is it the receiver's fault? I'm, I'm curious because we have the sample size that is telling us something, and yet we are putting the blame yep. on the receiver. I'm, I'm Confused by this. He caught 100% of his targets on Sunday. He was two for two. He caught both of his balls. The quarterback deferred to Richie James, and Richie James did his job. I'm not blaming Richie okay, James, that's, but yeah, that's I don't understand. I still don't understand a knock on Galladay. Like, that's where that's did he fuck up on Sunday? Hold on a second. Hold on a second, everybody. Chandler's up, and he wants to, he wants to express himself real quick. Go ahead. Um, yeah, because it's funny because you brought up Galladay. Galladay needs a quarterback who's accurate. He can't catch a ball from a quarterback tonight. Even though he should have a huge catch radius, he actually doesn't. Uh, watch a lot. Up, up here in upstate where I'm at, I don't get – I get a lot of out-of-market games because apparently upstate New York hates the Giants and the Jets. Like, I can get Giants games if the Bills aren't playing. Never get Jet games. I can steal the games. I get the Lions games. Uh, Galladay is a good receiver if you're accurate. If you're not, he ain't catching the ball. He's not. So it's not Galladay's fault in, in a sense. You have to understand the receiver that you have and then make the adjustments. And you don't can't make the adjustments. Thank so there is you. a lack of, of trust, but it's because yes. you have a quarterback and a receiver that just don't fit together. Um, so I'm not going to put it on Galladay. I think if you give Galladay a guy who's accurate, who understands what he needs in the past, like, I don't know, Tyron Taylor, um, I think you'll get the best of Galladay. Matthew Stafford was a guy who basically can get the ball to any type of receiver, okay, um, being Calvin Johnson or Kenny Galladay or anybody else. Daniel Jones isn't that guy. You know, he he works well with specific types of receivers. You know, yep. um, he's he, he is not accurate. You guys know that. So if you're a receiver who needs an accurate quarterback, are you going to work well with Daniel Jones? That's it. That's that's that's. Let me, tell you. Steve. Let me tell you, man. You know, here's my. I tell you what, everybody. You know who? I'm gonna give you a bold prediction right now at 7:25 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on September 15, 2022. 
guess who's going to become a fantastic future Pro Bowl receiver in this league? Christian Watson of Green Bay Packers. Last week, he dropped a 75-yard touchdown when he was clear from Aaron Rodgers. I want you to know right now, the past four days, he has heard from heard about it. He has heard, not, not just from the coordinators, not from not just from his coaches, but to Chandler's point, Aaron Rodgers got knee deep in that ass. So don't you ever do that shit again. Just like he did in the past to Jordy Nelson, just like he did in the past to um, Greg Jennings, just like he did in the past to Devontae Adams. Just like he did last year to Vonde Schilling, and he kept looking up at where is he at now. When you have a when, listen, when you have a battery of a, of a quarterback and a receiver that are in sync and understand each other, and there are no communication issues, then Richie James won't go to the top of your depth chart for your wide receiver core because there's no confidence. I'm not. I don't want to even mess with that. This topic right now. This is a, but there is really no confidence in what our quarterback has in terms of communication with the offensive side of this team. Not right now, anyway. That's for sure. So that's what really. That's what it really is. As for the other part, Steve, man, just shut these fans out. Oh, go, man. Y'all don't know football. Y'all don't know the dynamics of the of the New York Giants offense or team or new regime. And just shut up until you find out exactly how this shit works. Or don't talk at all. That's what that's what's up with that. It's not Gall Galladay doesn't throw to himself. Not the last time. I don't think it works that way. Okay. Well, why do they keep saying? But Yeah, that's what I know. I know. I they mean keep saying he I mean either first either either A they are ill informed or B they know they nothing. Are. I mean how about both? It's either it's Option A or B, or maybe both, because I keep hearing yeah, it, and I I've been hearing it for about I think a it's year deep. now. Yeah, I think it's deep. None of the – all of the above. Yeah, so that's what that is. That's can, a bunch can I just say real from, quick? Yeah, you could. Well, you, we we all know here, in New York right? sports, once a narrative just created around the player, I don't care what team it is, Rangers, Yankees, Nets, Jets, Knicks, whoever. Once a narrative gets created, no matter what that player does, okay, if, until they win a championship, that narrative will stick, no matter how much evidence to the contrary is there. That's right. That's right. Real quick, my question to yeah, Chandler well. before we go to the next person. So how, how do you look at, you know, from the outside looking in, Giants-Panthers on Sunday, like as far as the, what favors the Giants, what favors the Panthers from the outside looking in, Chandler? Um, I like what the Giants are doing. Listen, they've all – has shown you why he left Buffalo. Uh, McDonough don't like to run the football with his running backs. He wants to kill his quarterback. Dayhall's going to use his running backs. Saquon is healthy and angry. Your offensive line is far better than people give you credit for. So they're going to run the ball down, down Carolina's throats uh, and, and, and basically limit Daniel Jones to 20, 25 passes. Baker Mayfield... Listen, he had his Super Bowl, all right? He, now, he's going to revert back to the old Baker, which is a Baker we saw for most of his Cleveland career except for one season, which is an inaccurate guy who, if you get your hands up as a defensive line, you're going to make him throw errant passes. He's, he's got nobody to throw to. McCaffrey's got one more healthy game before he's hurt. He's probably hurt the second half That's of the right. game. Yeah. So... Uh, <laughs> it is what it is with him. I love Chris McCaffrey, but they abused him two seasons ago, and he's paying the price since. So, to me, this is a 7-10 point game for the Giants. Um, Baker throws a couple of interceptions. He throws a touchdown late to make the score, either 7-10 to 10 points. But this is a game that the Giants win. I totally agree. And, Steve, let me ask you your earlier point, uh, and, that, and Chandler kind of alluded to it a second ago. There's a reason why Trevor Hubbard and um, Dante Foreman are trending high now because they're probably going to get some touches in this game, in this upcoming game because of that fact. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christian is not really where he's at. He didn't even play the whole 
he didn't play the, any of the preseason. He only played 10 games the last two seasons. Um, and you just said earlier he only had 10, 10 rushing attempts last week. He got in the end zone, but he only had 33 yards. And that goes to Carl's, Carl's point where I think he's pretty much used up. I, that's just me. I, well, I don't know if it's all the way over, but he is a running I'll back. Say that's, I'll, I'll say that's like a good 75%. I also give credit to Cleveland because, yeah. like I said, they ran the ball down their throats, as we should do the same exact thing. I think our oh, line, yes, when did. you look left oh, or right, I, looks kind of – I would say we probably are trending better than Cleveland's old line. So if we could do a two-thirds of the clock, 40 minutes out of 60, running the rock between Breida and Barkley and whoever, you know, some wide receiver runs here and there, but mostly through Barkley, we should – oh, but see, there's the other factor, like, like, like Chandler said, you got Daniel Jones. See, that's the thing. If we had an above-average quarterback, this is a playoff team, easily. Yeah, easily if we had an above-average quarterback. But he's – but he, because he's behind – he's behind the center – you saw the dumb interception he threw in the uh, in the Tennessee game. Like you, oh, he's gonna have goofy shits. That's gonna set us back yes. and bring us back to the to the point spread and shit. So yes, yes, I agree. But I also like to add this before we go move on to Carl. I also like to add that you, to your point. I've been, I've been, I've, you know, this is such a good discussion, man. I've been, <laughs> I keep losing my my train of thought here. But the truth of the matter is, look. The Panthers lost that game, and we know it. We saw it. I mean, even if, even in highlights. The Panthers lost that game because they could not stop 141 yards from Nick Chubb, 46 from um, um, Kareem Hunt, but that was the most dazzling 46 you'll ever see, 186 rushing yards from just them. Altogether, they gave up 217 yards on the ground. I really don't see them doing anything here. Uh, in 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 in, uh, in stopping um, Saquon Barkley or Matt Breida, I'm sorry, I just can't see it. They've got this is one of those times where you got the perfect combination of uh, sucking ass run defense with a dominating back with fresh legs. And he's probably let me tell you, Barkley's probably going to add another 30 receiving yards to all, uh, his all-purpose yards on Sunday. So what? That's what I'm looking at. But if you are listening to this show for the first time, you're listening to Bleed Blue Show. And some hell of five spirited conversation about our New York football giants. Nine two nine four seven seven four one seven one is our number. And Carl, see notes. I was going to ask you a question and I forgot what it was. But give me what, what you is got. What is the question? Bro. I do have a question for you though. <laughs> Say again. I do have a question for you. Now I don't. Oh, I, I didn't. I didn't hear the post game Sunday. I, I'm going to. Go, I'm going to go with a clean slate, not knowing what you may or may not have said. Okay, go. All right, let me ask you this: when they were when they scored the touchdown to get within a point, what a minute and ten seconds to go? Were Whatever, you yeah. before before it happened? Did you believe they should have went for the two point conversion, or did you think they were going to kick the extra point? There isn't a soul west of the Chinese underground in northeast China that believed that they were gonna go they were gonna go and be successful with that two point conversion. No, I did not. I thought they were not okay, but at you, the time. Did you think they were going to do it before it happened? Uh about thirty percent of me said yes, because I've seen the ball in action before. Would he use these options with um um, Josh Allen and uh, Montgomery. No, that's not his name. And, and the running back out Singletary. In Singletary, Buffalo. yes. I've seen that before. I've seen that before. But the I chief friend they play yesterday. The chief friend they play so, Sunday. I am so New York Giant um, punch drunk from the past ten years, bro, that I couldn't conceive of it because we didn't do business that way um, for the past. I don't know how many years, but for the past four coaches. And so, okay. no, I did not see it. I did not see it. And I couldn't conceive do it. You and that's why everybody got hyped in Giant Land and Blue you, Land. Okay. Because there's a question. Do you believe it was the right decision only because the result was successful? Yes. And I do because if I look at it from a coach's perspective, if they have 
committee decided that that's the gutsy way to go, yes, it was. It does that. That's the right decision. So it had to be executed. Okay. If I'm if I'm looking at it as a fan, I'm going, well, why did they do that? You know, and and just having an off the wall freaking opinion of it. But from okay. that perspective, yeah. yeah okay, because the, the right reason call. why I'm bringing this up the result came out is perfectly. that I find it. The result was wonderful. Yeah, the, yeah. The reason why I bring this up, and I want to get everybody's thoughts on this, is I found it very, very odd that folks. Uh, it seems like folks' reaction to the decision is strictly based on the result that actually happened. Meaning it that, was. and I hear it. On, I've heard on this program before where there was this sort of derision of data and analytics. So even if the kick <laughs> is good. Or if the kick is, or if the two-point conversion is, let's say the two, let's say they kick the extra point, right, and they tie the score. Mm-hmm. Tennessee moves down right. the field, they kick the field goal and make it. Let's just say they make it, game's over. Same thing. The same situation right. happened. They made the two-point conversion. Tennessee drove right down the field, and then for whatever reason, settled to field goal with 25 seconds on the clock. I don't know what was going on there, and the kid missed the field goal. So the whole premise of going for two is based on the idea that the kicker is either going to a miss the field goal or b somewhere between the 25 yard line and the 30 yard line of the Giants, there's going to be something weird that happens that wins the game. So going for two or kicking the extra point would have yielded pretty much the same result. So I'm just kind of curious as to the exuberance over the decision when I feel like folks are only happy about the decision because it was successful. Okay, but okay. Let I'll me just. Say, I'm not going to take. I'm not going to take everybody's time up, but I want to answer that. I want to. I want to. I want to put it. I want Carl to understand. Let me tell you, from that perspective that you're giving it, which is the cerebral football perspective, I get it. You know, you don't understand why people's um, let's just say their exuberance is is out of whack. Okay, but you've ever and I know you have because I was with you a couple of times with this. If you've ever been around the casual giant fan that's rah, 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 and only wants it their way, they're not going to give it that kind of thought, bro. They're not going to sit down and look at the X's and O's. They're not going to wonder why the ball or anybody, or anybody on the offensive um, cast or anybody called the play like that in order to get the result that they got. Knowing what time, knowing the other, the other intangibles. Well, how much time we have on the clock? Who's in, who, um, 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 what kind of run? What kind of um, defense are we going to employ? If, if we get them in, um, if they, uh, if they receive the kick successfully, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. They're not going to do that. That's what the problem is. We've got all kinds, of, and this is just week. This was just after week one. This is going to be an interesting season. Really, should the Giants continue to win because of the complexity of what the decisions that we will make. We've had four, we've had three coaches in a row where we just were head scratching the entire time and didn't get anything. But now there's a direction and yes, it wasn't conventionally the way we should have won last week, but there is a, well, look. Okay. It's, it's I mean, that's all. I, I can yeah. answer that question because I, mean, I didn't call into the post game. Uh, can I answer that real quick before we go to somebody else? Carl, I can answer this yeah, question. Yeah. I thought they were going to kick it, but to be honest with you, when they decided not to kick it, I respect the decision because, as we all yeah. know, over the last several years on the show, that that team need uh, this, this roster needed a boost, and that decision, whether it worked or not, needed a boost, and it was a gamble, and it paid in our favor. And they still came down like you used at the game and they missed the kick. So to me, whether we converted or not wasn't really the decision. It was more about the attitude on a new, you know, he's the new regime where a lot of those cats are pretty much new on that roster. So I respect it because it was more of a, we got to set the tone right going forward. You had to get the win because they already, you know, covered, I mean, they already, you know, there was five and a half points last week with Tennessee. Saturday. They was already there. So why not go out and try to win? And they did. It was a good gamble, man. I ain't going to lie. So to answer your question, I thought they would have kicked it, but I'm not mad. I actually respect why he did it. Yeah. Yes. I mean, if there was 20 seconds yes. to go, I would have had no issue with what he did. But with a minute and 10 seconds to go, seeing how teams move the ball down the field, it, no yeah. matter who the team is in the league these days, 
you can move in the field goal range easy. Like, that's nothing. Right. So you were basically just kind of gambling that the guy was going to miss the field goal, which was a weird, you know, it was a, not the, you wouldn't, you wouldn't put that bet on, you know, eight times out of ten. Like, you wouldn't do that. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. He wasn't gambling on that. You had it, Steve. Oh, gotcha. This wasn't about winning the game. This had nothing to do. Whether they won or lost, that's not what this was about. This was about showing these players, staff, right, right. management, fans. That Billy Green line, everybody, we, thought, we all who they thought they were. The Giants did not who you thought they were. We are not going to settle. That is not what we do here. We are the New York Giants. We don't settle. We win. That's right. That's what that was about. Win or lose, it was for those players and the people in that building. Now, if the fans are on the this was for the players and the people in that building. They're saying, them, listen to me and listen very carefully. We don't settle. We ain't trying to tie, and we're not looking for overtime. I'm going to step on your neck because we are the New York Giants. I love I thought they were going to kick, but when he did it, and I'm speaking as a Jet fan, okay, I would love that guy to coach my team because this is how you change your culture. This is how you change your mindset, and this is how you set a tone. Win, lose, or draw, we trying to kill you, man. They ain't trying to tie with you. I want to beat you. And let me add That's one little right. quick point. I want everybody else to get a little bit better. Right. I get worm and everybody else. Okay. Also, I think made sense to go for it on too, because like I said, and Carl, you was there at the game. The Giants' offensive line dominated that second half. Like they, like if they had not dominated the second half on the offensive line, I could see them kicking it. But the way they were pushing back on the D line or the the Titans, you know. It, it made sense. Like they, they, there was a flow that they had to feel for the game. Like, man, we're 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 running the rock well, and Barkley seeing the cuts well. Clearly, he had two lanes. Like he, like normally we don't have no lanes. Literally, like it seemed like thirty percent of the runs he had, he could have chose either two gaps to go through. That's how well we were blocking on Sunday in the right. second half on Sunday. He he, he could have went through door A, door B, and it was like there was windows. Like they could have stopped him. So it made sense. After you thought about why they went for it, so I said, "Yeah, I'm cool with it. Win or lose, it was it was for the locker room. That win, that decision was for the locker room, whether they converted or not." And I agree. So I definitely want to hear from everybody else on this because I'm not. Is this something that I was? I mean, having been there, and I was sort of playing this out in my head while it was going on. I was like, "Hmm, this is interesting." And then I heard what was talked about the next day, and I was like, "Hmm, this is a little bit different than what I was expecting." But all right. So I just want to hear from everybody on this. I'm just curious. Also, the fact that Saquon Barkley on that one carry for 68 yards, 21 miles an hour, fastest speed by a running back this this year, uh, I'd be worried about that if I was a, if I was a, a Panthers defensive coordinator. I'm just saying, I I think he is really back. You talk about everybody getting their swag back. Whew. Lord have mercy. You know that that uh, Steve, this is for you. Okay, I, I, I truly believe that the Panthers, from the Panthers' perspective, obviously we already talked about the fact that the run defense, you know, they, they can be exploited and everything. But and, they, and also the Panthers got two, two um, pretty decent corners, really. Uh, Jeremy Chin is at safety. It should be – they should be kind of killer. But their run defense last year was – Almost just just really bad. Hassan Reddick's not there no more. I forgot who else left. I think Morgan Fox left too. I'm not sure if he's there or not. What are they going to do with Barkley? What is their perspective? And I want to ask that just before we go to the picks. Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, I actually wanted to ask Warren that. I actually wanted to ask Warren that same exact question or a similar question. Uh, you oh, know, okay. I love Derrick Brown. You know how much of a Derrick Brown fan oh, yeah. I was when he was coming out of Auburn. He was a stud. And, mm-hmm. you know, they lost a little bit of muscle. Um, you know, I think I think if he, it's not he's not necessarily Jeffrey Simmons athletically, but he's a stuffer. And right. I want to see how the line does against him this week or how they go uh, against him uh, right there, right in the middle of that line. So, actually, that actually is my question for Worm. To answer your question, um, 
uh, Chris, if if the Giants can control the clock, I'm not I ain't, I'm not even really worried about the defense. But I am, you know, I have my thoughts on Derrick Brown and and um, Dante Jackson as a corner. We talked about him on draft shows years ago. You know, I like him as a corner, but and I don't know who he's going to match up against. Maybe Galladay. I don't know. But Worm, if Worm still with us, if he has any thoughts as far as uh, both sides, you know, Giants attacking the Carolina defense, and also, you know, Warren's favorite uh, Giants head coach, Ben McAdoo's the coordinator out there in Carolina now. You know, he doesn't necessarily have Aaron Rodgers these days, but, you know, in his days at Green Bay, but, you know, what what, was Warren's thoughts on that? And then we could go where after that. That was just nasty, Steve. Damn, don't do that. You said McAdoo. Okay, Warren. Is Warren there? Yeah. Yeah, I'm here. Sorry, I was I was on a work call. Um, I mean, I like Derek Brown coming out of Auburn. Auburn. I I wish he was with us, but you know, it is what it is. Um, and getting back, I I think Carl asked the question. It kind of crackled because I was switching off my Bluetooth last week with the field with the uh, two point conversion. I understand why he went for the two. But me, when, when instead of kicking the extra point, my heart sank because I just thought of a million things that, that could go wrong at the time. Um, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I was like, oh, shit. Um, but I understand why they did it. I I agree with it because, you know, they needed some type of, you know, to establish an attitude that, you know, mm-hmm. they're going to come out firing and throwing punches. Um, but me personally, I, my heart sank when they went for the two because I, I honestly didn't think they were going to convert that at all. Because um, I, I would have played it safe. Punch drunk like the rest of us. From the, from yeah, the I, I would. And I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna lie and, and pretend. You know, I'm one of the fans that like, oh, this is great. This is, you know, that's what they should have done after the fact when when they made a two point conversion. Yeah, anybody could say that then, but at that point. I'm like, oh shit! I I didn't think they were gonna gonna convert it, and I would have just you know played to tie it up, and then hopefully they can get it to overtime. Um, now you're a believer. You know that's I mean that's basically. <laughs> All right, uh, worm dropped us, Lady Blue. I'm sorry we we skipped you, my love. The only lady in the house. That's okay. Man, total over oversight. What's going on? Hey, when I watched them go for that two-point conversion, the only thing that popped into my head was, holy shit, this coach of ours has balls, and he's showing that he has confidence in our team to do it. I wasn't, I mean, yes, I was shocked, but that's what the first thought that came into my mind, not, oh, shit, we're going for two, or, oh, my God, we're going to screw this up, but we finally have a coach that has a Big set of balls, and he shows that he has confidence in his own team, which we have missed for several years. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I was nervous as hell, <laughs> but that's what I thought when he went for it. I mean, because and and it shows. I mean, they. I mean, if it wasn't for Saquon, if he's the one that got that two point conversion because they stopped him. His second effort is the one that made that happen. And I think it's because the coach showed that he had the confidence in his team. And like I said, we all said it after the post game. It was a tale of two halves. We sucked going, you know, 13 nothing. And then I would have loved to hear what he said during halftime because they came oh, out man, a different team. Too. And that's another I mean, thing. And I so, want to remember that, too. We stay swagged. They swagged when they came out the second half. Something was up, Lady Blue. Yep. I don't know what happened in that locker room, but damn, I would have loved to have been there. You're right. But like right. I said, our coach, I, I mean, he actually I shows that he gives a shit and has confidence. The way he reamed out DJ for that interception also said, said a lot to me because no other coach has ripped another. I mean, he's more involved and, and is more – Mm-hmm. confident and, and in this team than any other coach we've had going all the way back to Coughlin. Yep. I mean, yep. so I'm actually, like I said, that blew me away when we went for two. I was like, wow. I mean, if we would have missed it, 
yes, we probably would have lost, but you know what? I have more respect for this coach because of that. Yes. And and I will have respect for him on his decisions. There we go. There we go. I love that. That's the Lady Blue, everyone. Can I ask, uh, Chris, before you move on, can I quickly ask, because, I mean, not like the Giants staff was watching the 1 p.m. games that day. You know how many teams fucked up at the end of uh, regulation at the the 1 p.m. games? Look at at the Steelers-Bangle game. The Bengals had that that game won, and they missed the extra point that would have won the game. And then they missed the field goal in overtime that would have won the game. So these kickers, you know, even though it's not related to the Giants, these kickers in week one, the Colt game, look at the Colt game. The Colt game versus uh, the Texans. The Colt game. Uh, but the Colt ugly one was Monday game. night, Steve. Steve, the ugly one was Monday night with Seattle and Denver. What the fuck? <laughs> Wait till you guys I mean, go back listen, and listen to the highlights of that shit the last, the last yeah, few minutes of that. Yeah, a lot of these kickers is just like, they were kind of also, you know, <laughs> um, yeah, the Giants special Ooh. teams was kind of shaky. I, you know, I, I, I get the decision. So, yeah. All right, that's cool, man. All right. All right, everyone. All right, everyone, everyone, it is pick'em time. Yes, indeed. And here are your picks. Here are your picks. Your picks are the game that's going to start here in about eight minutes. That's Chargers at Chiefs, Bucks at Saints, Dolphins at Ravens, and, of course, Carolina at Giants. I'm going to say it again. Chargers at Chiefs, Bucks at Saints, Dolphins at Ravens, and Panthers at Giants. And then after that, we're going to do the Survivor Picks for Week Two. And I hope everyone is ready. So we're gonna we're gonna cue the cue the music here and start off with Lady Blue. All right, I'm going four Chiefs, three Bucks, two Ravens, one Giants, and I'm going with the Browns for my Survivor. C-Note. Uh, give me Chiefs four, uh, Ravens three, uh, Saints two, Giants one. And uh, Survivor will be the Rams. Damn it, that was mine. <laughs> All right, Chandler. Um, I have no idea what's oh. going on, so... Um, Okay, okay. How do you feel? Go, go ahead. Tell me, tell me in confidence. With four, what, what was the seed? Four being the high, lowest. What four being the highest. Highest, I mean. Here, the, let me switch this around. I might. Know. Okay, with four being the, the highest and one being the lowest, the four games. How do you how do you rank them? So the I'm gonna start like this. Chargers at Chiefs. Uh, Chiefs at three. Bucks at Saints. Saints at four. Dolphins at Ravens. The Ravens are one. And Panthers at Giants. Uh, Giants two. Okay, now, Survivor pick is, uh, how do you say this? The team that you are, I guess you would say, the team that's your most. Well, he can't part, He can't participate on that. You got me. You got to be on week one for that. I'm sorry, yeah. bro. Okay. I'm sorry, bro. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm gonna go Chiefs four, Ravens three, Saints two, Giants one. Can I pick the Rams? No. Okay. Um, oh boy, I'll be. I'll get back to you. Steve, give me yours. No, well, no, you no, picked no, the Chiefs with me last week, so you can pick the Rams yeah, if you, you want. Yeah, you did. Right, I did. Right. Okay. Well, I'm gonna go with the Rams. I'm pretty sure they're gonna whip that ass. Cleveland. Yeah, I should be. I, yeah, I, I should sleep on um, the Chargers, but damn, man, that's a tough game, man. That's a good game. Um, four. Damn. Watch the Chiefs lose and shit. Chiefs four, uh, <laughs> Ravens three. <laughs> that damn, that Saints in that second half versus the Falcons, man. I don't know, man. <sighs> Bucks two. Know, what the hell was up with that? Yeah, 
this it goes back to that field goal kicking shit, man. Yo, and then um, I'm gonna go. Shit, I don't want to jinx this, but Giants won, and I'm out for the survivor. I lost last week. Well, I didn't lose, but the tie didn't get me over, so I picked the coast and they tied, so I'm out for the survivor. Okay. Yeah. Alrighty then. That that was the uh, that was the pick. Okay, and we've got time to say what our final thoughts are, and I'm going to kick it off with Chandler this time. Final thought, man. Give us give us a nice 30s if seconds of your final thought, please. All you Giants fans, as a Jets fan, when you get ready to start questioning your coach and saying, oh, I see the right guy, just look across town. You could have Robert Sala, who thinks he's the greatest thing since sliced bread. You guys got the right coach, <laughs> so just be patient. Trust me on that. Um, other than that, man, if you're a vet, you know a vet, at least uh, these talk, at least help you to get connected. 988 option one. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having you. Bleed blue, blue bro. Bleed blue, man. What's your man? Bleed blue. Lady blue. Final thought. Final thought is I'm just looking forward to a good game. Like I said, I have more respect for our coach, and I hope we have another good win. And let's limit the injuries and penalties, boys, and remember how to play football, special teams, or I'll run on the field and kick all your asses. Bleed blue. Bleed blue. Call it C-Note, sir. Yes, sir. You know, as we say goodbye, um, the landscape of the NFC East changed at about 10 p.m. Sunday night. If you happen to look if the Giants were ever to win Sunday's game, the possibility of starting the season 3-0 and looms out there. And a season that none of us would have thought would be worth much outside of just, like, development, all of a sudden comes in play saying, wait a second, maybe something can be made of this season that none of us could have anticipated. So That's right. the first thing that has to be done is winning at home which the Giants, to worm, as worm can attest to, winning at home has been a problem for the Giants for the last number of years. And I think if they can at least get off on a good note Sunday, that can really get the fans excited about coming out to the stadium again. Well, man, that's a nice – oh, nice sentiment. I love it. I love it. That's call and see notes, everyone. All right. Azul. Anything, anything, anything. I'm going to go in a different direction. It has nothing to do with our game. I'm just mind blown uh, with this upcoming Monday night games, plural. Tennessee and uh, Buffalo, hell of a game. Minnesota-Philadelphia yes. should be a good game. But two games on Monday yes. in the same time slot, what the fuck are they doing, man? It's called like, like, like <laughs> But – but what, like, who wants to flip it? Like, they should at least have a double header. Why have it in the ten, same, like, overlap in the same time slots? You know what I'm oh, saying? I, like, I don't get, I don't get that. You know, I would have watched both those games in its entirety separately. But why one at seven fifteen, the other at eight thirty, and eight thirty in Philly? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't get uh, that. If we, that's my final thoughts, man. Yeah, that's the streaming service stuff. Thank you, Azul. No, no, no. It's, 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 that's ESPN and ABC. That's not, Well, yeah, yeah. But you can also see them damn games on Amazon, and you can see them on Hulu, too. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Make sure you're lined up tonight. I don't care. Get your prime ready for tonight. <laughs> okay. So, thank you, Worm, Chandler, Carl and C-Notes, the fantastic Lady Blue. The, of course, everybody knows Azul. Hey, go Yankees. Win up two in Boston. Thank you very much. Check us out. Oh, yeah. Yankees. We needed that. Woo. Yankee uh, podcast along with uh, Ranger Proud and Nickabaka Abs. Um, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. We'll be back next Thursday. But, hey, we'll be back Sunday. I'll be here in a post-game show on, on Sunday. Sorry. Sunday, tickle a game that we're going to win and go up to an 04. Check us out on iTunes, Pocket Public, um, um, Stitcher app, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, check us out on our Bleed Blue fan, fan page. Listen, it's been a pleasure. Hey, we go, like I said, this is where you go if you really bleed blue. So, hey, with that said, bleed blue, everybody. 
and have a good weekend. Bleed blue, y'all. Bleed blue. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Blee blue, 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 blee blue.